0: Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to the I Love This Shit podcast. How are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good myself actually. I am on vacation for the next uh, six to seven days from work. Um, I'm going to try to block record a, maybe a handful or two of of episodes in that time so that way I can get you know some stocked up and ready to go for the next few weeks or so. I might do one a week. I might do every two weeks, maybe twice a week if I get enough. We'll see how scheduling and everything goes. It's kind of hard to do a lot of episodes uh, when you have roommates, not that, you know, they're not accepting of it or whatever. It's just, you know, you got to have quiet when you record podcasts. And when you have a house of four people, it's it's a little hard to have a quiet house. So let's get into it, guys. Today we're going to be talking about Avengers Infinity War. I meant to record this podcast yesterday when I just got done seeing it for the second time. In about four days. Yes, it's that good guys. You really need to see it if you haven't. It had the biggest opening of a movie ever in the U.S. worldwide. If you haven't seen it, I'm very surprised. Also, if you haven't seen it, you shouldn't be listening to this episode because we are going to be talking... Spoilers galore. So as I've said before, I have no structure for what I do here. I just tell you my thoughts as they come. I may have some pinpoints to to guide me along, but I don't write anything down. I don't do any of that because it's then it sounds planned, and this is by far from planned. I just wing it every time. To me, it sounds a little more genuine. So anyway, onwards to Infinity War. Guys, this movie has been... 10 years in the making. Was it worth the 10 years? Well, if you have seen the movie, you know about that ending that did piss a lot of people off. I really enjoyed it because, you know, it's supposed to be a two-part ending just like any franchise there is. They always have it split into two even though the producers, directors, everybody at Marvel and Disney said that this was going to be its own movie Part 2, or, you know, Part 4, rather, was going to be its own thing, its own story. This one was supposed to be summed up. If you've seen the movie, you know it did not sum up at all. It's definitely left wide open. And I'm going to guess they did that as a pretty genius marketing plan, because you're going in thinking you're going to see the end of this story, and you're going to get a whole new one in Part 4. That is not the case. So, good move on them. A lot of people were pissed. Um, like I said, I liked it. I thought that was a very good way to do it. and gets you, It has to get you hyped up for the next one. What else were they going to do? Give you a satisfying ending to this one? You know, that's just not what was in the cards for them. So, getting into the movie. Who is in it? it it's actually easier to say who isn't in it. And if you have seen it, you'll know that those that aren't in it are... Mostly, uh, it's mostly Ant Man that's missing, but apparently he's supposed to um, play a bigger role in the second movie, um, which is why his movie comes out in July. And then we get a Captain Marvel movie, which, if you stay to the end credits, you know she's going to play a big part in the next one. I believe we get her, we get Captain Marvel in March of 2019, uh, a month and a half, two months ish before uh, Avengers 4 comes out. But. Who is in the movie? Well, let's run down the list. We have, let's see. We have Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Captain America, Black Widow, Doctor Strange, War Machine, Spider-Man, Black Panther, Vision, Scarlet Witch, Falcon, Bucky Barnes, The Winter Soldier. You have Loki, Heimdall as the main Avengers, but then you also get all the Guardians of the Galaxy, Quill mantis, gamora, drax, groot, rocket as well as all the people from wakanda join in. You have everybody from all the Marvel movies up to this point all in one movie, which is insane. I know a lot of people were complaining about how the movie is all over the place because you don't you don't get everybody all the characters in one place at one time. Everybody is spread out through this entire two-hour and 36-minute movie. It's a very long movie. And, you know, it kind of needed to be. You had to give everybody motivation for wanting to, you know, wanting to kill Thanos, wanting to have their own reasons for it. Um, Like Thor, you know, the very beginning of the movie, Thanos kills his best friend Heimdall, played by uh, Idris Elba. Um, and then he then proceeds to overpower hulk who heimdall sends back to earth safely for which he dies heimdall dies and then you know loki being loki tries to come in and save the day and does not at all um, winds up getting his neck snapped which was you know i've never been the biggest fan of loki but that was just oh that was really terrible to see that was that was pretty bad and you know the anguish that Thor goes through of losing everybody. He even says, "You know, if I am wrong about beating Thanos, then what else do I have to lose? I've I've got nothing." Now, in terms of the storyline, you know, seeing it the second time, I didn't realize how much of this movie actually takes place in outer space. You have um, Thor on a in another part of the galaxy trying to. Get a new hammer after his was desto- uh, After his hammer was destroyed in Thor Ragnarok, and then you have he he's joined by Groot and uh, Rocket, and then you have um, you have Stark and Spider Man, Doctor Strange, Quill, Mantis, and Drax. They're off on Titan, I believe, trying to get thanos to come to them uh while you have pretty much everybody else back home on earth um but you don't really see that a whole lot strangely even though the movie does jump around a lot it's really not it's really not set on earth for very long um the final battle i feel like being the final battle wakanda being the largest chunk of the movie that was actually on earth which i didn't like i said i did not notice that the first time at all you 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 get so caught up in everybody else's storyline, and it's all in space, which was actually kind of cool to, to think about to notice the second time around. And character wise, you get you, you have some really great characters to begin with, and everybody, everybody gives top notch performances. Um, they didn't give everybody as necessarily strong of storylines as they could. I get that you have over 30 main characters, you can only do so much with certain people. So they kind of, some people kind of take a backseat in terms of motivation-wise, like like Iron Man. It, yes, he says that Thanos has been sitting in his mind for the past six years because of him invading and destroying New York and all that. But, you know, that wasn't a real personal connection like it was for, you know, say, Gamora or Drax. But, or, you know, even even Thor, which uh, they give Thor a, a surprisingly a pretty big role to play in terms of his motivation to wanting to kill Thanos, you know, being that Thanos killed his best friend in Heimdall and killed his brother Loki. And his storyline comes off as one of the more sentimental, I guess you could say, of them, you know, with, with Gamora as being probably top That that's her stepdad, she hates him, all the motivations he's had over the years to try to kill him and oh god one of the most effective scenes I feel is Thanos goes to this other planet that actually has Red Skull from uh, from the first Captain America movie they go to uh, Vormir which has the soul stone on it to which Thanos is told you can only acquire the soul stone if you make a sacrifice of somebody you love to which gamora can't help but laugh she is basically laughing in his face and you know tells him all this time i wanted to see you lose and and basically here it is because you don't love anything to which thanos doesn't even really need to reply he just turns around and looks at her and this look on his face says it all which just says how wrong she is. And, you know, he starts to cry, to which she's, she says, oh, tears, really? To which Red Skull says they're not for him. And it finally dawns on her that she's the one Thanos has loved this whole time, regardless of how much she hates him. And then, you know, he... As she starts to back away, he goes, grabs her arm, drags her to the edge of the cliff, and just chucks her off. Now, you're you're any other Marvel movie, you would think, oh, it's fine. She's gonna land on a cliff twenty feet below, or Quill or somebody is just gonna swoop in and grab her. But then they just cut to a shot of Thanos, and he's just staring at her the whole way down to what you eventually see his reaction of her hitting. You know, him shutting his eyes and not wanting to see and then cut to a shot of Gamora just laying there on the ground with God, green blood coming out from underneath her, which I didn't notice the the first time either, which is, I get it's green blood, but it's, that's pretty graphic for a a Marvel movie. Seeing someone who just fell a few hundred feet to the ground laying there smashed with green blood underneath them. It was uh, a very heartbreaking scene. And, 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 you know, in terms of performances for this movie, Josh Brolin definitely, definitely stole the show for what could have easily been just another run-of-the-mill motion capture performance. He definitely brought life to it, and I really hate that people give motion capture a lot of shit because, oh, it's not them, this and that. Well, Yes, it is them. That is the actor with just basically makeup on. It's computer makeup, but that is them, that their facial expressions are ones they really made. It's just mapped over with a different texture. That's really all it is. Just like somebody who's being portrayed in makeup. How is, how is somebody in motion to capture their performance not any better than somebody, say, like how Gary Oldman just won an Oscar for Best Actor when he had he was done it up in tons of makeup trying to, Look like Winston Churchill. It's, I don't know that that really bugs me. I don't. That's not cool. They need to figure something out with that because people in motion capture really need to get their due when it comes to performances. Much like you know Andy Serkis, who, if you guys have seen the the Planet of the Apes movies, the newer ones, obviously, or Lord of the Rings movies, playing Gollum Smeagol, You know, just oh, so great. We also get a really great performance from uh Chris Hemsworth who is just terrible to look at am i right yeah no not really anyway he, he, they gave him a very great storyline like i said for his motivation to want to kill thanos and and gives a very very it seems like a very personal performance um he he definitely got in touch with the the i want to say softer side of thor just because there's a scene where you know he's explaining to rocket about his motivations for wanting to kill Thanos and you know just does the well he only does a single tier thing he only has one eye at this point he does get another eye from Rocket who after he after Thor puts in his eye Rocket says you know I would have watched that which was a very great scene that was a very great team overall to throw together of Rocket Groot and Thor that was a very good combo of characters to throw together they all worked they all worked really very well together And while I'm not a huge fan of the first two Thor movies, uh, Thor Ragnarok was definitely top tier when it comes to Marvel movies. It was, it may not have been uh, like, maybe some people say the most imaginative, but you know what? It was definitely one of the most fun, lighthearted ones, which is strange because we're, you know, when Thor Ragnarok came out last year, we're getting to the end of this Marvel run of films and characters. And, you know, they just decided to have a lot of fun with it. And you have a lot of fun watching it. Uh, Taiko Waititi did a great job in that movie. Uh, which, if you guys have never heard of Taiko Waititi, he played Korg in the movie. Who is missing from Avengers Infinity War, which really pissed me off because he was one of my favorite characters from Thor. And it kind of bugs me that he isn't in this movie because he was on the ship with thor and loki and all them at the end of thor but isn't in this movie at all who knows maybe he's maybe he left somewhere else in between and is going to come back later because the producer said that you're that you're going to see more of cork uh, which i really hope and another great performance was uh chris pratt he you know he his comedic timing is very great as peter quill but then he has um Some very softer moments, mostly when it comes to Gamora, obviously, and he does kind of piss you off at one point of the movie because he lets his emotions get the better of them, which really screwed up their chances of winning against Thanos, which, you know, it's almost kind of expected. This movie is basically like a giant wrestling match, you know, of, oh, they're winning, they're losing, they're winning, they're losing and then it gets to the point where it's like, oh, they're about to win. Nope, they, you know, just as they get to the top of the ropes to drop down on them, they just get pulled, their feet get pulled out from underneath them, and they're back to square one, basically, which is definitely how this movie goes, and they do not come out on top by the end of this movie. And Zoe Saldana, you know, she always does a great job. She brought a very sentimental performance to this, this movie that I feel like you haven't seen much in the other, the other two guardians movies now that, you know, she does die in this movie, but who's to say that either guardians volume three isn't going to take place in between. uh, They can always have it set in between infinity war and, and that one and volume three, or who knows, maybe she's going to come back like most of the characters that supposedly die quotes uh, at the end of the movie. But, you know, we'll see. We also get a very cool and surprising cameo from Peter Dinklage um, as the King of Dwarves on the planet where Thor goes to get a new hammer, which becomes Stormbreaker. Um, It's just so funny that he's the King of Dwarves, but when you see him, he is monstrous, so it kind of makes you wonder what their normal height people look like on that planet. That was a very cool... Performance. I know a lot of people will probably say, "Oh, it's Tyrion in space," but no, that that totally different. He 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 did a great job though for his little, you know, eight minute part he had. It was it was it was a very good cameo. And then we have some very good performances from um, Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch and Paul Bettany as Vision, which their little love story almost takes, you know front and row center attention of the movie being is that he has the mindstone Stone which he told Scarlet Witch from the beginning you need to destroy this because you know if he doesn't have it then he can't win. Of course they delay it and delay it until the last minute and it totally backfires on them when they should have just done it to begin with and who knows maybe they still, maybe they would have won and that would have helped but you know, movies. I also thought it was really cool. They gave Dr. Strange quite a big uh, role in this movie. I wasn't expecting him to have as big a role as he does in this, which I felt was very cool. he He really added to the story of this movie, and you know, Benedict Cumberbatch did a very great job as he did in the Doctor Strange solo film. He, you know, very funny but and very sarcastic, almost like uh, Tony Stark, which is very cool to see the two of them together throwing jabs back and forth at each other with how sarcastic and, and witty they can be. Uh, th- that was a very good pairing, too, to show Strange and Stark together. It was just a great pairing, how they bounce off of each other. It was, it was just really good. Robert Downey Jr., of course, you know, always does good. He does a great job at playing Stark. Um, but, you know, by this point, a lot of people are getting kind of sick of him. I've always been an Iron Man fan, and I felt he he does portray Iron Man so well. But, you know, he's very arrogant, e- egocentric, as we all know. And it was it was kind of nice to see, you see him get his ass kicked in Civil War because it's something that's been coming to him for a long time he always wants to plan things out and do things the right way, but he winds up screwing up so many things, getting people killed and just, you know, he, he definitely needed a dose of his own medicine in, in civil war, which he definitely got. Um, you know, they, they need him to get in contact with Steve Rogers, Captain America, to which at one point he tells him, he tells Bruce Banner, you know, he doesn't like you've been gone for a long time. He and I are not on speaking terms right now. And, you know, banners like this does not matter if you're not on speaking terms this is way beyond that and you know i'm a little bummed we we only get hulk in the first 3 minutes of the movie and then that's it he's having issues bringing hulk back out the rest of the movie which i'm not entirely sure why they did that yet the only thing i can think of is you know he said Banner said in Thor Ragnarok if Hulk comes back out again I may not I may not come back it's going to be Hulk forever and maybe Hulk knows that but I honestly think when you see uh, Hulk in Thor Ragnarok he's very um, he's very egocentric too in terms of he knows he's this big warrior someone who's undefeatable and you know thrives on that and so maybe when he got his Ass kicked in the very beginning by Thanos, like it was nothing. Maybe it was just a major blow to his ego, and you know he's like, "Screw this! I'm not coming back. Like I'm worthless. What what good am I if if he can beat me like nothing?" I don't know. We'll we'll see. It, it Ruffalo has has always done a great job playing Banner and Hulk, so I really hope we get to see more of Hulk in the next one because all all you get in this one is other than that opening scene, you get little flashes of Hulk. Trying to come out, and by the end, it's just Banner inside the Hulk Buster, which made for good, good comedy. But you know, it's like, hey, this is an Avengers movie. Can we please have Hulk? Come on, uh, Chris Evans for what little he is in this movie. Um, he he's always done a great job playing Cap. You know, definitely the little more level-headed, softer side to the Avengers um you you don't see him a whole lot in this um he's just kind of sprinkled in scene to scene he's in each scene he's only got two or three lines which happens to quite a lot of the minor avengers if you want to call them that like um you know sam falcon he only has a handful of lines i feel like the entire movie as does uh you know Rhodey playing War Machine, he only has a few lines. He's got one big scene when you first see him, and then after that, it's just sprinkle some lines in this scene, a little bit of lines in this scene, and that's that's really it. He's, a lot of a lot of characters, I mean, when, once you have these many characters, a lot have to take a back seat, and, and who knows, maybe everybody else is going to have a bigger role in this next one. Much like Black Panther, um, he, you know, while he plays a big, part in helping them out. His role is fairly small. Um as is Black Widow's. She's not again, she plays a big role in helping, but her her lines aren't are just here and there. Not a whole lot to go to go off of just basically helping out is all she did in the end. It was just here all in a helping hand. That's it. Did I leave anybody out? Um Uh, You get a nice little cameo from Benicio del Toro as the collector, but that's, it's damn near a blink and you miss it. Cameo. Um, While he's always good, there was nothing really to go off of. He's in it for maybe 90 seconds, has three lines of dialogue and then is gone. Um, So we're probably not going to see him in the next movie because he was the keeper of one of the stones and once you come into that scene, Thanos already has it. So most likely he's dead. We just didn't see him die. He's probably gone and not coming back. Who knows? Tom Holland, uh, as Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Um, he's always done good in the, what, three movies we've seen him now. We saw him in civil war for a tiny bit. Um, obviously the homecoming movie, he did a great job in. He does a good job in this one too. um, he is starting to have a very, if he didn't already have it in Homecoming, he and Stark are kind of this father, you know, looks at him as this foggy father figure type person. And that's, that. you know, that makes for very effective drama that um, this movie is already loaded with, even though it is loaded with um, a lot of light parts, just lots of jokes, which Marvel's always been good at at injecting into their movies to lighten the mood. Which you definitely need every now and then in a movie as, as grim as this one, that's for sure. And boy, are there some grim moments. Um, I think the most effective death scene in this whole movie, maybe it's just because it's the only one that got me choked up, didn't cry. I was actually fully prepared to. I almost wanted to. But when the big deaths come in the end, you you losing so many at once, you don't get the... F- you don't really get to process it very well because after, uh, you know, the final battle in Wakanda, it's looking like after Thanos gets all the soul stones, I'm sorry, all the infinity stones, all of a sudden here comes Thor with his new hammer, gets Thanos right in the chest with that hammer, just slowly pushes it in, and you can tell Thanos is in agony. And of course, it's it's again that, that wrestling moment where we're like, they win, they're winning. To which Thanos just looks at him and says, you should have gone for the hand, snaps his fingers, and then it's looking like he's fine. He's off another planet, which in a strange scene, I'm still not sure what they were going with this, with this just yet. He winds up on this very desolate planet, and he sees a young Gamora, and you know, she says, did you do it? And he said, I did. She says, and what did it cost? To which he says, everything. Cut back to, to Thor and he's you know yelling at Thanos saying, what did you do? What did you do? And Thanos just vanishes and leaves. And then almost everybody around them just starts disintegrating into Ash and dying. Which you, the people you do see die again, quotation marks, because... You know, who knows who's going to come back for the next one. But you do see, um, you do see Bucky die. You see Black Panther, Groot. You see um, Sam, you know, Falcon, uh, Mantis, Drax, Quill, uh, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man. Which, again, what I was saying is he has definitely the most effective one because... Again, that father-figure dynamic, father-son dynamic that he, uh, Peter, and Tony have. You just hear after, right before uh, Doctor Strange dies, you know, he tells Stark, hey, this is the only way, the only way. And then he dies, To and then you hear, you know, Peter just say, Mr. Stark. And, you know, instantly that's, uh, I, I honestly wasn't ready for it. Even though I should have been considering you just saw six, seven other people die right before this. And oh man, it was sad because uh, Peter, you know, falls into into Tony's arms telling him, you know, I don't want to die. I don't want to go. I'm not ready to go. And he just looks up at Tony and just says I'm sorry and disintegrates to Ash to which, you know, Tony just looks horrified and is... Holding his hand over his mouth, just totally devastated, and I think that was probably the most effective death, other than Gamora's, because that one was really sad too. And you know, and why did Strange say it was the only way? He said previously in the movie, "I have seen the outcome of this fourteen million 065, sixty-five times. We only win one." You know. It, it, it is kind of BS that he didn't tell everyone how they win. Maybe that is one of the ways they win is they can't know. He just has to lead them in that direction. So maybe that's why he said it was the only way. Guaranteed they're going to somehow use the time stone in the next movie. They're all going to come back. Everything's going to be fine. Well, maybe not everything's going to be fine. I'm sure they have to have some people die. It can't. It can't have a full-on Disney happy ending everybody lives kind of thing because it, then why are we here what's the point of having this movie of this caliber where you where you know it's going to be the end you know y- you just have to have a definitive ending with some casualties that's just the way it works and it's 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 effective storytelling in the end we we get a nice little uh post credit scene you actually don't get a mid credit scene um which i feel like they We're starting to do a little more and more. But I had a feeling they weren't going to do it in this one. Um, But you get a post-credit scene showing uh, Nick Fury and uh, Maria Hill uh, driving in the streets of New York, and chaos just starts. They get out of the car and see everybody disintegrating, and Fury looks back and sees Maria disintegrating. And as he's walking, pulls something out of his pocket, and presses the device, presses uh, presses a button on the device, and then he starts disintegrating. And in true uh, the way they, it's just amazing how they were able to in- interject a joke into uh, again a very grim ending. In a very he, Nick Fury goes out in a very Samuel L. Jackson way as he notices he's disintegrating right before he fully disintegrates. All he he gets out a mother f- and is gone. And then we get a close up of the device he had, which like which looks like a very old kind of like '90s pager looking thing. It's just saying transmitting or sending, you know, over and over. And you're wondering, oh man, like, well, first you're wondering, you know, who who is it he's trying to contact? But then it lingers on it saying sending or communicating for a while, and then and then it says connected, I think. And then all you get is a logo. All you get is a logo, and for those of you that know, it is the Captain Marvel logo. So, obviously, he needs some help from her. He feels she's the last line of defense to help them out. Why he's waited so long to call her when they could have used her in multiple movies before this, who knows. But we are going to get a Captain Marvel movie. We're only getting two in between this one and next May, 2019, before the next Avengers film, final Avengers film. Um, We're getting Ant-Man and the Wasp, who, again, I believe they're supposed to play a bigger role in Avengers 4. Uh, We get that in July of 2018, and then we're not getting Captain Marvel until March 2019. And then a month and a half, two months later, we get the final Avengers movie, and we're going to see how it all plays out. So, in summation, I'm sure I left things out, um, but, you know, that's what winging it is. That's just how this works. I'll, I'll get better as we go along. But, you know, in summation, um, I have to give this a, a rating. And since I feel the internet only has uh, two ratings, which is you either like it or you don't, um, and since this podcast is called I Love This Shit, we're going to, you know, our rating is Did You Love It or Did You Hate It? I obviously did not hate it. There was so much to love about it. Such a fun movie, uh, you know, minus the very grim deaths and... Uh, has a lot of downs. Everybody gets kind of put in their place and defeated at one point or another in this movie. Um, yeah, but it, it it's... I don't know if it's going to be top five, top three, even top ten Marvel films because we're... Man, I think by the time the... I think Avengers 4 is going to be the 21st Marvel movie, That's which is insane that they've made... They'll have made twenty of them in ten years, um, so we're we have to see how Avengers four turns out to know exactly how high this one is going to rank. Um, but I did love it; definitely did not hate it. I loved it, absolutely. Um, obviously because I saw it twice in the theater within four days. I know a lot of people who have said they really loved it, but they probably won't watch it again until uh, part four comes out. Um, I, for one, am probably going to watch it a handful more times. Uh, not in the theater. I'm probably done with the theater for now, but you know, Blu-ray, I'm going to be all over it. I'll probably watch it a, two or three more times before, uh, part four comes out. So I did love it. I did love it. Very, very great movie. It was, it was very fun. And you know, it was a very fun movie going experience. We went, Um, it was my girlfriend and one of my roommates. We went to a 7 p.m. showing, you know, the, the preview night, night before, you know, movies generally come out on Fridays. Um, we went Thursday night. The theater wasn't full, surprisingly. It was packed. Um, just throwing out a number, if there was 300 seats in there, maybe 20 were empty, if that, 10 were empty, um... Uh, other than the two douchebags we had behind us, those guys were just those guys were really annoying. Um, but other than that, it was a very great crowd. I, I love movies like this because it is an event. It gets so many people out wanting to see it. Diehard fans. It it really does feel like you are going to a major event when you know you are just going to the movie. But that's what it's movies like this that is what makes movies fun you get a huge turnout of people it's it like i said it's an event it becomes a thing um before the movie started there was the usual noisy banter and chatter between everybody and then the trailer started so the banter kind of quieted down but you can still hear people mumbling and and opening their food and eating and whatnot and then this after the trailers which dear god in my uh in my showing the 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 trailers went on for almost 30 minutes which is a bit much that is a lot that's very long um especially for a movie that everybody's highly highly anticipating uh but then after the trailers ended there was a good maybe 10 seconds or so of just black screen and the atmosphere definitely changed it got it got very quiet and then that marvel studios logo came up Everybody started cheering. Everybody just, you know, just went crazy, um, which always it always gives me the chills. And and just so much fun when audiences are uh, very interactive like that. It, it makes for a very great movie going experience. Um, and then you saw that very grim opening with Thanos defeating Thor and Hulk, and then killing Heimdall and uh, Loki and everybody else that was on their uh, ship. And then you cut to the title, you know, Avengers: Infinity War. Again, everybody started cheering. Um, and anytime a new uh, Avenger was introduced, everybody would start cheering. Um, it was so cool because some people, um, uh, uh, the way they introduced Peter was towards the opening when, um, Thanos' like right hand men or his stepchildren were invading New York to get the time stone from Doctor Strange. They cut to a shot of uh, Peter's arm, and you see his arm hair stand up, which obviously is his Spidey sense. You know, everybody immediately knew who it was. As soon as they saw his arm hair pop up, everybody just lost it. Everyone started cheering and, you know, going crazy. Um, and then there's a scene where it looks like Vision and Scarlet Witch are about to meet their doom. Uh, and then they, and, um, oh man, was it Ebony Ma? I think it was, I think it was her. Um, they look and they see somebody off in the shadows and you can kind of hear people gasp because they had a feeling who it was. And then they step into the light and you see it's Steve Rogers, everybody. I, 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 sw- I didn't look back, but it sounded like people stood and clapped. Everybody had applauded in cheers. And, and it was, just, it was just really cool. It's, I really love movies like that that are interactive, and there isn't enough to come around um so we definitely need more fun movie going experiences like that so anyway, yes, loved it, had a great time, cannot wait for Avengers Four. It's gonna be a long wait, considering that ending just oh so so bad uh, good but but bad um anyways that's all I have for today guys. Um, I'm not sure which episode you guys are going to hear next. Um, I haven't figured out the order necessarily or, um, what it is that I have planned for release schedules. You know, one week you'll get a review one week. You'll maybe get uh, a book review or just me talking about a show. I was supposed to start this off first episode with breaking bad. Um, giving my little, uh, retrospect on it. Um, but, you know, Infinity War happened. Uh, normally nothing really takes precedence over uh Breaking Bad, which is my favorite TV series of all time. Uh but, you know, Infinity War man, that it's still fresh in my mind. I had to let out my thoughts, which again I'm sure I forgot stuff, but you know, hey, we'll work on it. Um So anyway guys, thank you so much for listening. If you stuck around until the very end, if you didn't fully understand, it's all good. You're not gonna hurt my feelings. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Um, If you guys want to get in touch with me, uh, by the time this is up, my Instagram for this will be uh, I Love This Pod, all one word. If you want to email me any suggestions on episodes, um, like if you just have episode ideas, uh, like, oh, hey, you should talk about this or, you know, you should review this. Or if there's anything you want me to watch, listen, read, you know, whatever, let me know. Shoot me an email, pod at gmail.com. Let me know. Um, I look very forward to hearing from you guys what your suggestions are. Um, can't wait, guys. I really hope this is interesting for you. It's going to be very fun for me. Can't wait, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you guys later. I, uh, you know, I forgot to mention, I'm trying to work on a, a little catchphrase to end this. Uh, I kind of let this out the other day just joking around with my girlfriend so it kind of works for this podcast i'll try it out for a little while if it doesn't work i'll I'll change it let me know what you guys think um uh, i'm gonna end this podcast for now by saying um love it or suck it have a great day guys